Now, live from the Blind Ninja Studios in Western Wisconsin, a show with no purpose. Hosted by experts at drinking, and they're almost definitely wearing pants. It's time for the Department of Offense. Welcome to episode 392 of the Department of Defense. I'm your host, Casey. Joining me as always is Carlos. Yeah, I'm here. And man. Hi. All right, before we get too deep here, I want to give a big shout out to our patrons, specifically our black belt patrons. Carlos, just go get another glass. I was uh, just checking the inside. Make sure the inside's clean. Uh, Andy Thompson, Bjorn Bjornson, Hoffman Barrel Brewing, Brian Jones, Devin Simpson, and Phil Feldman. If you're looking to be a patron, head over to patreon.com slash blindstudios. Become a patron today. Carlos, you were telling me something about our black belt patrons just the other day. You remember what that was? Yeah, uh, they're doing keg tossing this week. What? Whoa, full or empty or half full or? Well, that's the thing, though, is like it starts as it's actually a relay keg race uh, of keg tossing. So they toss the keg from one person to the other, and each time they catch the keg, they got to tap the, 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 the tap. The, yeah, they catch the keg, and they drink some beer from it, and then they the keg gets get very injured during this. Well, that's why they're professionals. They're professionals, Matt. Okay. This is not this is not a game for amateurs. <laughs> not at all. So and then the next person catches the keg. They drink a little bit more, and like so, they, and they order in a person of uh, of order strength. So uh, whoever our number one patron is, like they. Uh, they're the strongest, actually. Okay. So, like, uh, so okay. they so they start out with the full keg, and they drink from it, and then they toss it, and it just goes on down the line. And it has to be empty by the end, or does it loop back around? It actually does loop back around. We don't have that many black belt patrons for this. Yeah, they they each have to drink uh, a, a substantial lot. portion. <laughs> of the keg. But the keg gets lighter the more they drink. It's so lucky to be the last ones. Well, but it loops back so around. Sh- oh god! Until <laughs> <laughs> the keg is so empty. shaken up too. Yeah, it's it's gonna be pretty under. Like they're they're really looking forward to it. So we'll have to see how they do. Yeah, I'm, I'm very excited for you to tell us how they did next mm-hmm. next week. Yeah, when you remind me next week, I'll tell you how they did. <laughs> it's like we got to remind him to water his plant. Yeah, you got to remind me to water the plant. <laughs> Casey, you gotta, you, I got to remind you to remind after me the after show. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, again, if you'd like to join the uh, the keg tossing competition, head over to patreon.com slash studios and become a patron today. Um, uh, yeah, Carlos, what have you been up to for the past week, my friend? Uh, not too much. Been playing some more control. Uh, was watching some games done quick. That's been like uh, just saw just started today. So I've seen like a full 15 minutes of it so far. Uh, but like that's gonna be that's the charity speed uh, video game speed running event where it's all week long, uh, twenty four hours a day. Uh, they're just uh, playing video games for charity, uh, and this is for Doctors Without Borders. Okay, so, that's awesome. Yeah, so that's gonna be basically my entire week for the next week. It's like I got and I got fr- I got a four day weekend next week because next weekend is Fourth of July. Damn right it is. Woo! It's already next weekend. Holy yeah. fuck. Yeah, so and I took that Friday off, so I have a four day nice. weekend. So. I also took the Friday off. Yeah. Matt, did you take the Friday off? It's <laughs> uh, a funny joke. It's funny because like he, he made did, a funny, right? right? He made a he made a funny. Uh, let's see. Uh, not too much else. I like I, I saw Umbrella Academy dropped. I gotta I gotta watch that. But, but uh, yeah, that's about it. All right, Matt, what have you been up to? How is uh, how is Bonnaroo? 
I was just checking my calendar to make sure that you guys are telling the truth about fucking. Uh, <laughs> the Where the fuck no, did no, you no. go? We are we are lying to you. This is all just like elaborate gaslighting. I, I, I'm supposed to be working uh, uh, a Cheryl Crow concert at the Lodge at uh, in St. Cloud on the fifth. Just oh shit! That. It's a Tuesday the fifth. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that bartending gig I used to do. Yeah, or whatever. Yeah, they they opened up a new ledge amphitheater or some shit. I don't Ooh. know. I can't work any of them because they're usually Fridays and Saturdays. I'm like, I'm not taking off my work shifts for that. So. Yeah. So yeah, I'm gonna do Trail Crow. On the That'd fifth. be kind of dope. We'll see what happens. We get to soak up the sun with Trail Crow. Well, hopefully it's sunny. <laughs> uh, what I've been doing? I was at Bonnaroo. Uh, it actually happened after two years of not happening. So that's cool. Well, uh, so to be fair to Bonnaroo. They attempted one of the years. They did, and then and then God said no. Hurricane Ida <laughs> came through and uh, screwed the pooch for everybody. And uh, that year was actually the best lineup I've ever seen. Oh bummer. Uh, yeah, the only bad thing was the the lineup this year. But Stevie Nicks fucking owned it. That was so freaking cool. She opened up the show with Tom Petty's "Running Down a Dream." Uh, she also did "Stop Dragging My Heart Around," and then she did a whole bunch of uh, Fleetwood Mac songs. Some of her solo ones. Then her encore was "Free Falling" by Tom Petty. Uh, and then uh, the last one was Rock and Roll by Robert Plant or Led Zeppelin and stuff. So that was pretty oh, sweet. Wow, that sounds amazing. So yeah, Stevie Nicks fucking owned it. She that was a perfect Sunday closer. They always do a really good job with the closing band on Sundays. Uh, what's also cool is I got to see Robert Plant and Alison Krauss together. When Robert Plant is lead singer of Led Zeppelin and they do folk albums together and stuff. So I got to see Robert Plant actually sing rock and roll as well with Alison Krauss that oh, weekend. Oh shit! So I got to see the original do that. Uh, Robert Plant also did the Battle Forevermore, which is one of the best songs ever fucking made and uh when the levee breaks too so that was pretty cool and then i also got to see landslide twice because i forgot the dixie chicks also did landslide on that album in the 90s if you remember that at all not even a little yeah, bit no it's a good one yeah that, that album was actually it has the cowboy take me home and uh wide open spaces and earl's gotta die and then landslide is also randomly on there so i got to see stevie next do landslide and the dixie chicks do landslide oh damn <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah so sunday like i said that was when i was talking earlier sunday was the best day uh tosh sultana fucking owned it she was great uh femi cootie was awesome he's the son of fella cootie so just afrobeat cool stuff in the sun um yeah, it was a good weekend overall. Hit Too and bad miss. Uh, Smashing Pumpkins wasn't there to also do Landslide. Yeah, I know, right? We could have had the whole trifecta there of everything. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, I'll go. I'll probably go again next year. Live Nation was the only thing that kind of sucks about everything, but it's cool. Uh, I don't th- have I been. I don't think I was here the week before that either. No, no, it, it's been it's been a good month. Every Sunday there was something going on every Sunday. It's summer, man. It happens. It's, that's yeah, summer, summer, summer. It's already half. Oh, it's a quarter over. <laughs> Don't say that. It's a, Don't put it that way. Well, you're the one that said we only you're got two months <laughs> left nice weather. Is it two and a half? <laughs> two and a half. Two and a half. Yeah, it's true. September's nice. Oh, uh, yeah. So Bonnaroo, that, that was my big thing. Uh, did it. Awesome. Great. Back to reality. Hell rea- yeah. Back to reality. <laughs> All right. What you been doing, bud? Oh, geez. Things I've been doing. Uh, let's see. It was kind of a busy week, um, oh, I think. God, this week was busy. Uh, it feels like a bit. I, I feel like I need to check my camera. Like, Jesus Christ! <laughs> like I was just checking my. Yeah, like I was like, I know, I know a bunch. You did of an shit escape happened. room? Did an escape room? Yeah, I'm trying to start at the beginning of the week here. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah. Well, hang on. That's June, 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 June. Oh, it June. is June. It still. is. It's still June. Yep. Um, okay. Uh, well, it turns out I didn't have anything on my calendar, so that didn't help. So you didn't um, do anything. Then. No. Uh, <laughs> let's see. So we did. Uh, we went. We recorded last week, right? 
Uh, yeah, yeah, we, yeah, did. we did. Yeah, 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 we did. Yeah, we did. Okay, I was packing. For yep, yeah, that's that's because no, Carlos kept being racist on the show. It was oh, a whole I, I didn't, I didn't mean to. Like I was talking. <laughs> yeah, I'm <laughs> not the only one. <laughs> yep. I, all right. That's not my happened. fault. People ruined the English said mine, mine was when we first started the show, so we're fine. Yep. Uh, let's see. Got got some good pool time in. It was very warm this week. Oh yeah, God, um, that was yeah. Miserable. And so that that was kind of the big thing. I uh, got some pool time in. Um, got a 26 mile bike ride in on Wednesday night. Shit. That was awesome. Um, and then uh, Friday made it down to Somerset, hung out with Eric, played some disc golf, uh, did that whole thing, checked out Oliphant for a bit. Um, and then Saturday went rock climbing and in the gym and then... Uh, we did an escape room, which was a lot of fun. We came out with 15 minutes to spare because uh, it's not because we got hints; it's because we're geniuses. Is what I'm was is what I'm. Well, like once myself. we got those last uh, those last puzzles, we just nailed them right away. Oh yeah, yeah. Like it's like, and every time I do an escape room, it it like it always feels like you're stuck at the start for so long. Yeah. And then like and then like just like you One build piece up falls this in, like and the rest of them yeah you, it, like snowballs. Um, and this was really cool. It was like archaeological themed. It felt very um, like I mean, it, there was like a mild Lovecraftian feel to it. I thought like uh, I I, I got to feel feel like it was like felt like it was linked to Stargate just because there's Daniel Jackson was like uh, was oh that could be yeah. yeah. All right, more Stargate. I can see that. Um, but yeah, so we we did that. Um, our our friend Zach and uh, a bunch of other people, and it was it was a blast. And we went and got uh, some of the sushi that goes on the merry-go-round. Yeah. Um, or the, I guess, the conveyor belt. It's <laughs> a yeah, merry-go-round. Sushi. Had a good amount of sushi and then, like, uh, topped off my stomach with some edamame. Yeah, he had edamame for dessert. It was like... <laughs> he, he, he had the macarons and was like, nope. Yeah, I, know, I, I, I had never had them before. And I tried them and it was, it tasted like... Just kind of like a, like the lemon bars or whatever I remember as a I childhood, and I just I, didn't like them. It's I think it's inari is what it is. It's the like a the deep fried. It's like a a pocket of something with rice in it. It's kind of sweet or whatever, but it's like kind of moist. Is the best word you could use for it. I didn't try any of that. It's like cut in half, and it looks like a little pouch that's cut in half, and it's got rice in it. They had that all over there too. I love that. Thing oh, that I didn't too. see that's any a really that. good dessert. It's like a sweeter, and it I don't know what the the, the actual wrapping is. I'll look it up, but okay. Go ahead. That sounds interesting. No, that's uh, um, and then yeah, then now now we're recording. We got got home this morning. We're recording this, and I might be going rock climbing after this. So we'll see. Rice stuffed into fried tofu pouches. Uh, oh yeah, so we I saw that, yeah. um, but it, it wasn't it wasn't cut. It was just like in the whole thing. Oh yeah, there's some where it's like a little boat that's just like crimped off at the top. Or yep, whatever. yeah, that's yep. what that was. And like they, it went around a few times. And I did, wasn't sure what it was. It's yeah, it's it's sweeter. And it, it, it the dash it says dothy dashi broth forward. So that has I gotta to, ask yeah. a, a very important question. We got sushi train, but where is the very important empanada train? Oh, that would be oh good. Oh, my God. But I'm on an empanada train. It have to be a really short train because once empanadas get colder, they, they get, get chewy. Yeah. Oh. Well, they just got to be heated as they're going around. Because when you go to empanada's place, they make a bunch of them and they're just heated. That's yeah. true. Yeah, they're, you're, they're kept you're not warm. wrong. You're not wrong. Yep. Yeah, that's a hot, like, so I feel like that would be a little, like, a heated train would be dangerous. Remember that table, like, <laughs> that was one ahead of us that kept dropping all their sushi <laughs> right onto the conveyor belt? They did like, it once. No. Oh they did it, like, three or four times in a row. Really? How? Yeah. 
But he kept trying to grab it and just failing miserably. It's like, all right, all right, all right, all right. I'm going to get it. Ah, shit, I did it again. And then just like knocks over onto the thing. And we just see little bits of sushi come down the... Wow, that's bad. It was, uh, it wasn't great. It wasn't, uh, wasn't great. Um, yep, they got, they got, they got the slow clap a couple of times. It was, it was a whole thing. Um, yeah, besides that, like, I don't know, I started watching the Umbrella Academy. Um, I finished Obi-Wan, which was fucking incredible. Yeah, one more episode left. Um, uh, Miss Marvel has been just delightful. Really? Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting to see, like... I'm surprised how long that's actually been going from, like, just the, the story in general doesn't seem yeah. like it should be that long of a yeah, season. Yeah, it's yet. just, it's, it's been, it's been really interesting to see, like... Things like, um, like, uh, like diving deep into like Pakistani culture and like, um, and like just like mosque culture and things that I had no idea about, like, you know, Midwest white guy. I don't understand what's (laughs) going on here, but just some of that stuff and like reading, uh, reading what people have written about it has been kind of fascinating. Um, yeah, uh, beyond that, not much. It's just been kind of chill. Uh, busy but chill. Uh, I don't know. I'm getting ready up. Uh, getting ready for the Boundary Waters next weekend. So we'll be. There won't be any show uh, next week. It's Fourth of July weekend. Everybody's yep. busy. Everybody's outgoing places. And if and if we're, we're not busy or going somewhere, we're drunk in the backyard somewhere. So <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, that's River Falls Day's the next weekend too, which is weird to think about too. Oh my God! I was just I was hoping they would just forget about. Wait, that wait, this River year. Falls Day's is next weekend. Well, at the weekend after. Oh, it's always the weekend after the fourth. But the fourth seems like it's really early this year because. Well, you were gone for about a week. That's of, true, but usually the uh, River Falls Day's is like the twelfth or like the sixteenth or something. It just yeah, yeah, it's it's like the seventh. Wherever or eight. the fourth lands or whatever, you know. Yeah, the having the fourth on a Monday is yep. kind of kind of weird. Throws everything into loop. Weird, but alrighty. Well, um, I think that covers everything that we. So I I think there's another segment that we do, right? Is that is that what happens next? Yeah, there's multiple segments. Do I segments. Do the beer first? Because I don't think Oh no, you're fine. We can do the beer first. Let's okay. do the beer first. Yeah, I'm already drinking. I don't, I don't have any. So yeah, you want to pass one around? All right, so going around right now, we have No Mames uh, from Tripping Animals Brewing Company in Florida. I just want to shout out about the uh, the packaging on this, too. Uh, it's cardboard instead of the plastic, and I think that's pretty cool. This uh, the little topper piece. Oh, yeah, that's very cool. Yeah. Yep. So this thing has a chihuahua on design for the label, but it's it ha- its eyes are half-lidded, which is... Uh, I, I, Chihuahuas never can. I don't think it's possible for them not to have their eyes bulging. This out. should be the Taco Bell Chihuahua right here, right? <laughs> um, yeah, but so then it, wouldn't, it doesn't look like a Chihuahua. It's actually tripping animals brewing. They have their logo on it and everything too. Yeah, it is tripping animals. No, what, I mean I'm just saying because these are all like the universal. Oh yeah, things. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so our core classic, a crisp, clean, massive, refreshing uh, Mexican lager with subtle notes of flake corn, limitlessly crushable beyond satisfying. All right, um, Matt. We'll start with you since you've been uh, hitting this one. All right, so the yeah, Mexican style lager at six percent. Uh, uh, you guys are Modelo fans like crazy. I'm not that big of a Modelo. I'll definitely drink it all summer long, but I'm not the big fan. Uh, I think this is a little bit better than Modelo, and it's a bit closer to. A, no, it's not even close to a Corona at all. Actually, no, it's yeah, it's more in that Modelo area. No, 
Easy drinking, fucking, I'll drink this all day long. Right. <laughs> Especially ice cold like this. Right, well, I'm only going to have half one, so if you want another half. No, you can drink the rest of it. Oh, no, yeah, you're going rock climbing. I'm Never going mind. rock climbing, so I got to gotta maintain my wits. No, I wasn't expecting this at all. This is actually quite good. Yeah. Carlos? Yeah, uh, this is actually pretty good. Uh, it's a... Like it's Mexican style lager. It is what it says it is. There's a lot that fail though for Mexican style lagers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like they or they add things to it. Mm-hmm. Like this is just a like it's it's a very nice like Jeff lager here. Um, should probably mute my phone because I'm fucking new. <coughs> All right. Um. Yeah. This is. I get like I I do get like some corn notes. It's very grainy. Oh yeah. A little maze like very clean. Um, flavor wise, there's there's a sweetness like mm-hmm. um, kind of up front. That's but usually it, what I get when I taste the Modelo. Um, but too, it, but so. it dries out really nice. Yep. There is something just a little. There's a little bit of like, like um, not not like a sour. There, there's there's a flavor that I can't quite place. Like kind of in the middle, it doesn't. It's it's almost minerally maybe. I don't know about that. Yeah, I'm getting like something on like the top of my mouth when I'm drinking this yeah. towards the end. Um, I wish there was some Modelo in your fridge so I can try them back to back. Yeah, it's all gone. <laughs> um, but yeah, all right. Give me a number, Carlos. <laughs> uh, I think this is all right. Uh, I'll give it a. I'll give it a seven. Matt? Seven as well. I'm mean, gonna also give it a seven. This is very good. I want to know more. What ding, ding, ding! It hit the lo- there's a slot machine going. Nice. You got three sevens. <laughs> I want to know what else uh, Tripping Animals makes because that's a really fun name for a brewery. And this art yeah, this, is this, fucking this awesome. is the first. This is the first one I've seen. Um, was that Divine or was it? Uh, Dicks. Dicks. Okay. Let's see. Tripping Animals. I have their untapped up. Let's see. Tripping Animals is an independent, family-owned craft brewery located in emerging Doral Arts District of Miami, Florida. Um, let's see what we got here for their beers. 309 beers? That doesn't make any sense. I mean, that seems like a lot of different beers. Miami. Bandito, Everhaze, No Maze, No Mames, uh, King of Everything, The Ultimate Trip, Triple Berry Pie, uh, they have one called Booby, <laughs> uh, Aussie Sweetness. Uh okay they, yeah they got a, they got a ton of beers the on tap right now thirteen beers hippo hooray the triple New England uh to sedan the last giraffe party sour fruited ooh there's giraffes licking an ice cream cone in that one uh sour high C pink lemonade and it actually has high C with some weird thing it's like a high C juice box oh nice little creature on it. Uh, another sour. Who loves orange soda? Oh my God! Good burger. Keenan and Kelly. Oh I shit! I love orange soda. Uh, nice. Good ride burger. Band. Welcome no, to Good Burger. They have the dark version of this. Dark no mames. Uh, Killer Kolsch, Mikasa, Tukasa. Yeah, they got a, b- a whole bunch of sour. The Magic Hydra. Ooh, I want to try that. All right. Yep, I want to go. We're gonna move on, man. That's fine. The next quarter mile. All right. Welcome to the next quarter mile, the best segment, arguably, of the podcast where we will talk about the next quarter of the Fast and the Furious movie that we are watching at the moment. And it is inarguably one of the segments 
It is. It is inarguably <laughs> one of the segments. Um, yeah. So uh, this week we are covering the fourth quarter of the seventh film, uh, which means this is the twenty eighth segment of this show. Very exciting. Very neat. Very new. Um, yeah. This 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 segment is very new. Um, <laughs> all right. So uh, the segment within the segment uh, we're going to start with is plot in sixty seconds, where I. Uh, have the dubious honor of giving you the entire plot of the series franchise up to the quarter where we're at, which is the end of the seventh film. <laughs> In 60 seconds or less, Matt, you are going to be the timekeeper. Oh, sorry. I'm laughing at the stoned rhinoceros with, <laughs> mel- with melting orange background. It's pretty great. It's, like, <laughs> it's pretty awesome. It's um, a triple yeah, you, you have the bell. All right. You have the thing. Who's going? I am. Oh, dear. Um, let me wet the whistle real quick. Wet it up. Let me know. Aluminum linoleum. Aluminum linoleum. All right. Three, two, one. Hang on. Hang on. What? Uh, Never mind. I, it wasn't It wasn't uh, centered on the page, so I was going to have to scroll in the Trying middle of it, and it. that wasn't going to work. Hit both, right? There we oh, go. All right. Yeah. Ready? Three, two, one, go. Tuna Fish Brian races Dom and almost blows up his car. Dom accepts him and offers him a Corona. Mia gives up Dom and friends so CB can bust Dom. CB lets Dom escape. Too fast for back with no longer cop. Ryan FBI recruits him and Robin. There's a forgettable villain. Sean gets shipped to Tokyo. He makes a friend, meets Han, destroys Han's car. Han eats some snacks and is murdered. Dom shows up at the end. Back in time to the DR. Dom and fam are heisting. Letty dies. Dom returns. Brian is back and Mia's mad. Dom goes to prison. Dom is out of prison. In Rio, a job goes bad. Reyes is pissed. The Rock shows up. The fam assembles. Hop switches sides. Uh, the fam drags the vault through Rio. Letty lives. Hobbs recruits the fam to hunt down Sean. Letty in London. Twist. Letty has amnesia. A tank tears through Spain. Shaw is caught. All according to plan. Letty's uh, back with the fam. Mia shows up and they chase a plane. Giselle dies. Only Han cares. Han is killed by other Shaw. Shaw attacks the fam. Dom is rescued by Belgian drinking Mr. Nobody. The fam drops uh, from a plane onto a mountain to rescue Ramsey. Off to Abu Dhabi. Dom and Brian make a car fly. Shaw shows up. Back to L.A. It's a street fight. Dom kills the chopper with a car. Shaw is arrested. Yeah, with five seconds to spare. Nice. Woo! I like how hard the minute was to do on the first two movies, <laughs> and now it's like every time you do it, you have time to spare. Well, it's... <laughs> you see, we, we have to constantly be changing it around. Yeah. And we we're, we're, we're constantly trimming and we, shit. And we have, to, like, we have to practice before the show to, know, in order to try to get wild. down. It's yeah, wild. yeah. Yeah, we, we haven't we haven't uh, run up into the end in a minute. Like I've had to cut up jokes that I've had my yeah. my minute for the longest time just because it doesn't fit anymore. Yep. Uh, yeah, uh, I have. So I two, think the Rock was Dwayne the Rock Johnson for a while there when he first started doing it too. Now it's yep. just, just Rock. <laughs> um, uh, fast or like so too fast too furious is down to three sentences. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I love that it's still tuna fish. Brian is the yeah. <laughs> that that will be the last joke to disappear. <laughs> That'll be there at the end. <laughs> I feel like it, it says so much about his, char- his character with that one sentence. Um, all right, Carlos, will you do the 10-second car? Yes, this is a very difficult segment where I'm going to describe the plot of the quarter of the movie that we just saw in 10 words. And this is it's very difficult. It's not something that I realized I forgot and just quickly wrote out in, while uh, Casey was doing I was going to say, minute. I saw him jotting down over there. I was like, did he not do this? No, I, I remember. You completely. didn't do your prep work? I got it right here. <laughs> I so, feel hurt. <laughs> but this is a very difficult part, though, like just as difficult, though, as the minute. So here we go. The 10 second car. 
Hobbs is busting out. Dom and Cha duel. Goodbye, Brian. I think that was only nine words. No, that was one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Nine. Yep. I heard nine. What? No, I. <laughs> I'm I, okay. He's lying. Yeah, so let's see. Uh, let's go do some garage. Yeah, talk. yeah. Um, then, do you want to do review me or the review we should me? We do garage talk first. Okay, and then and then uh, review it. So we kicked off uh, like where we left off last time with uh, the rock is busting out of his cast because clearly that's how broken bones work. Like that's exactly if you're, how broken if, that, bones if you're work. the rock and you broke a bone, but now you're like, I got some action to do. So now this is fixed because I will myself to be fixed and just and pick up that huge just break fucking that. gun too. Yep. <laughs> right. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm just, I'm, I'm fixed now. It's fine. Don't worry about it. And then, uh, we start, we saw the beginning of this in the last quarter, but the Dom and Cha like fight start. That's basically this, uh, like it that lasts throughout this entire quarter of the movie. They keep, keep, uh, flipping back to it to the point where it was like a l- little bit like, I think you guys should just stick on this fight for a little bit longer and right. just not, not cut back into it as much. Because it's yeah, like there, there was a lot of back and forth. Because it's like you, you cut back and then you it's like wait, were, like weren't they like they should be like more tired now because they've been. I assume they would have been exerting themselves this entire time. You would and, think so. Yeah, it doesn't. It's it's kind of shit. But yeah, this is a, a, a so they're out of their cars and it turns out that this time Dom you is want the a one. street fight because Dom has the gun. And but like he tosses his shotgun aside. That you he, thought this was a street fight. But, You're right. Like we saw him cut. The, he, we saw him make it a side off shotgun, and like then he instantly just throws it. No, away. no, he used it once. He's yeah to shoot through his roof of his own car. To, uh, uh, no, the floor. Oh, and was he on he top? Also, yeah, he was on top. Didn't he also shoot it before he threw it away? Yeah, he emptied it. He, yeah, he shot it in the air. So he he took he took the time to reload it, bring it out. Is it double barreled or no? Yeah, but he 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 emptied both barrels into the top of the oh, car, which somehow okay. didn't do anything to Shaw either. So I, I did think it was kind of funny though. Then he then pulls out like two gigantic fucking wrenches, and then and then Shaw just has like two like pieces of junk that look like swords, yeah. and then just dual wield fighting, and that's just ended it by killing him right there. You can't do that though, because then you can't come back for uh, uh, the sequels. Like you got to keep in mind, this is all about getting revenge on Shaw. Like they want him to go down, because they because he killed one of his friend one of their friends. Well, and friends are better than family. Remember, yeah, and they got If they want that, then why don't they just shoot him in the face with the shotgun? Then it's he has done. to suffer. Yeah, I think that you gotta earn bad. it. You he can't, has to you suffer, get, Matt. You can't just like do that. Like uh, no, you gotta you, just, you gotta earn your victory. He's also a slime ball too. So I mean, they're all slime balls. Yes. There's really no heroes yeah. in this film. So yeah, uh, we see the. Uh, Brian, except uh, except uh, uh, Mia uh, Jordana Brewster, she's a hero. Yeah. Ludacris is he a hero? I think Roman's a hero. Okay, I mean, he, he's kind of the slimiest of them all. <laughs> you can say, but he's a hero. I mean, he he has a private jet with his name on it. Oh, speaking of Ludacris, Ludacris was supposed to be at Bonnaroo this year, but he canceled, and I don't. There was no reason why. And then uh, I was working. Wednesday night, and they have like the game show nights now on like ABC and shit like that. So they had Price is Right come on, and it was Ludacris as one of the guest hosts on it. I'm like, did you cancel Bonnaroo to be a guest host on Price is Right? I fucking would have canceled Bonnaroo to become a, <laughs> be a guest host on Price is Right. Well, Price, and, Price is Right. They didn't replace him with anybody either, which was the bummer. It was like, what? But isn't like Price is Right like filmed months in advance? I don't know. This might a have lot been of those just shows a week are. in advance, though. 
Carlos, don't don't the, don't the like timing, take away our theory. The timing would have worked perfectly. Um, all right, so we're so we're we're like we're, so Brian has to get the tower started, right? Yes, and so he does this Max Payne like move <laughs> where he has like he sees like oh there's all these guys that busted in that um, down this hallway. And he's like, he has his gun and he looks and there's like a, 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 a low to the ground cart. You mean a car? It was a cart. Uh, it had four wheels <laughs> and he got on it. That's a car. So he does this slide like across the highway, yeah. like like Max Payne, he dro- he just dro- shooting down the he hallway. He drove his car across the thing. And then furiously. He- and then you like, and then, and then it turns into parkour, hardcore parkour, hardcore parkour. parkour. Yeah, no, the, the bad guy knows parkour, and like he's doing some parkour to go after him. And that's when I realized that Paul Walker died in the middle of making those scenes. Yep. Yeah, it was a parkour accident. <laughs> hardcore parkour. <laughs> uh, yeah, he uh, the the parkour villain like gets uh, like they're fighting back and forth, and he gets uh, hooked to some. Uh, Heavy cable that thing, and then it gets pulled down an elevator. And then so. Brian says, "Too slow," which was, I don't know. I don't think that was a very good one-liner. Yeah, because he wasn't trying to give him a high five. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, there. So the end of this movie had some really shitty one-liners. Yeah, it wasn't great. The whole this is a street fight. That wasn't good. I like yeah, you. You thought this was a street fight. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, see. Uh, ha. So there's a scene where there, there's the uh, the people in the car are trying to get away, and the uh, drone is coming for them. And there, it's go- the drone is going through a tunnel, and like it's scraping against. And like drones are, need to be light. So Carlos is already uh, suspending his disbelief because the drone, uh, according to him, cannot lose the tip of its wings and still fly. Like it's scraping but against everything. You're not. You're not an airline person. And it's so it's, it's scraping up. He's some kind of aerospace engineer over there. Little uh, little. Uh, and like it looks like they're going to be taken out by the drone. And then as the drone comes out, they jump off the of the bridge. Comes. Hobbs in an ambulance in an ambulance and I like to imagine that he did not know the drone was coming out from that bridge that he just was going to be I'm going to just bust right off the side of this bridge on onto the road below and he just happened to have a drone there but yeah that that drone gets destroyed and he walks up to the drone and shoots his camera uh, so here's here here's another thing that I have a little bit of a problem with um, so the reason that they're being chased by the drone. Uh, is because they've done the third, uh, is it the third card, uh, car switch for Ramsey? Yeah. Uh, yep, uh, to hide from this God's Eye thing, which is like facial recognition and audio recognition. But this is the final car. But maybe, maybe put a bag over her head and don't let her say anything. Ever <laughs> 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 not on the comms at all. <laughs> like, just maybe. Uh, there's a, there's the, this one, the liner as, uh, as the heli- uh, with the drone down, the helicopter, the the bad guy in the helicopter uh, has tells his minion, and they, they see like, so Dom and Shaw are still fighting on the top of the roof of the, uh, the the garage parking area, and they see that and it's like, well, we're just gonna shoot both of them with a missile. I guess our friendship's over. So they shoot the the missile, and they miss by a mile. Oh, they miss so by they, quite. They, a they bit. hit the, but like it's enough to like make this the top of the parking garage start start to collapse, and like nobody's moving, <laughs> like. Uh, Dom is just standing still. Shaw's just standing still as it's starting to collapse. <laughs> and uh, then we get the the liner, the line from uh, from 
uh, oh down, god so bad. no thing about street fighting the street always wins <laughs> and they're on a parking and ride. then he stomps the ground and creates a hole and like the <laughs> that swallows up shaw ending the street fight first of all that's not street man that's a yeah. parking garage and also no and then, like, the helicopter lines up for a shot on Dom. And he just, and he stares down the minigun. He's like, I could take it. I could take it. I could take it. And then uh, The Rock's like, you can't fucking take that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a lot. <laughs> that's pretty much what happens. It's like, because he, he didn't move at all for the last minute, so he's not going to move for the next one. <laughs> no. <laughs> Why bother dodging? <laughs> Don't you know I'm the main character? <laughs> this is my movie. <laughs> so, uh, and then he gets to his car, which is so, still runs just fine, yep. even though. Oh, and has a bag of grenades now. Yeah, he he took the big because we saw a bag of grenades in the fight earlier, and he didn't use it. I guess maybe because it was still a street fight. It was not a grenade fight. It was not a grenade fight. Don't be ridiculous. But like he. He is, his car goes down, and he then ramps off of the crushed uh, parts from the garage to go back on the roof, and then he goes, scrapes the bottom of the helicopter. And somehow hooks the bag of grenades perfectly onto the helicopter. Yeah, I thought he was going to throw a grenade on the inside of the helicopter. Yeah. No, no, he hooked up the and He didn't even prime any of them. He just also, hooked it. I, if, if, correct me if I'm wrong, but we don't see him hook the grenades onto the helicopter. No. No, we see the, we see the car hit the helicopter, yeah. and then the grenades left there. Yeah. That, uh, when I was walking past, I was like, it looks like he just nicked the bottom yeah. of his car there. And, yeah, no, and then he just smashes into everything on his way But down. it's okay. The Rock sees the grenades standing there, pulls out his giant fucking pistol and then shoots the the tiny grenades with his pistol which that's insane and then um dom is saved by the power of love and i don't think you can just shoot a grenade to make it go off it's i think the they have to be primed yeah so but i guess if you have a big old gun like that it works so so, that, that, uh, so actually um the rock is always shooting grenades <laughs> so i think i think that's it that's it and, um, yeah, so Dom is, he, they're trying to give Dom CPR and it's like, it's cause like he was just a huge car crash, like massive trauma. Probably doesn't have any bro any broken ribs or internal injuries or anything. And like, and, well, and, and, like clearly the, he had the whole safety belts. So. And so like so CPR though solves everything except it doesn't. I will give that props to the movie. CPR did not save his life. Love did. But it turns out that you can talk him back to life. Uh, you can just talk to him. It was okay. like, it was as, like long, as long as it's Letty and she's like, I remember getting married. And then she, then like Dom's like, fuck yeah, you do. And like comes back. I would argue or, that. You know, he says, about time. I would argue that after all the concussions that he's had, he shouldn't remember he the wedding. <laughs> and, then, well, and then Letty brings that up. Why didn't you tell me? And Dom comes up with the dumbest excuse. <laughs> You can't tell somebody they love you. All right, cool, man. Like, yeah. well, I think that was a callback kind of earlier to the film. Yeah, yeah. So, Letty's Michelle Rodriguez, right? Yep. yep, yep. That's a gross couple. Michelle, you can do better. And uh, Hobbs gets, just like last we saw Hobbs, he was being like the uh, parking garage was collapsing upon him. So, but we see him fine. Nice Shaw, or I'm uh, sorry, Shaw. 
We see Hobbs walking Shaw down a hallway of guns to the one cell in the area. But the guns aren't there to keep Shaw in. They're there to stop Hobbs from killing Shaw. Yeah, and and like Shaw says that he's going to get out of there in no time. Yeah, and then Hobbs says start digging. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then that is, uh, oh, that, then we get the, the, the kind of weird epilogue because in, in Fast and the Furious lore in, in universe, Brian is still alive. Um, you'll see, you'll see moving forward. He becomes, uh, the de facto babysitter of all the children. Um, but he's still alive in universe. But you never see him again. Yeah. Because, well, he's dead. And, like, they do this, like, whole, like, Paul Walker, like, tribute thing. And it's, uh, it's kind of touching, like, at the end. Like, they're all saying these, like, super sweet things while, or about Brian being home and all that. When, and I'm sure Vin Diesel was really close to him. Like. Yeah. Well, yeah, they'd been friends for, uh, well, since Fast and Furious. Yeah. Or Fast and the Furious, right? So... It's been years. It's been years at this point. Just watched Varsity Blues at the bar the, uh, yesterday. That was so yeah. They forgot all about yeah. that when Paul Walker's in there too. So yeah, and James Vanderbeek. Oh, so James Vanderbeek. Uh, yeah, there was a so they have it's a beach party that they're having. Uh, Brian goes out to the water to play with Mia and the kid. Drowns. And they're they say yep. And they have and they have to bring him back with the power of love. <laughs> they, they, they try CPR. <laughs> the CPR doesn't work. But they start talking to Brian. He's like, oh, I'm, okay, I'm up. <laughs> But uh, so but they say like Brian belongs home and that things are going to be different. I find it so weird that they chose that route and why didn't they just kill him off somewhere in there? Like, yeah, or write him. I don't know. Well, like, I, I think I, I get it though. Like when like sometimes like when, some, when somebody dies in the middle and, of yeah. like a film like that, his death was tragic. They want to end it nicely. But yeah, like, yeah. They they wanted to like respect the legacy. I guess kind of like how when Carrie Fisher died, like and they kept her character alive. To the detriment of the future movie, yeah. But uh, like they kept her character alive, so. And uh, let's see. They said, like one of the last thing, one of the things that Dom says is it's never goodbye. And then he uh, he races, and then Brian pulls up next to him. They they do the one last CGI speeding, Brian. yeah CGI, CGI Brian. Bri. CGI Bry. <laughs> <laughs> they, 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 they go speeding down the road and then they go their separate directions. Yeah, so here's here's one of my favorite things about this is even against a dead man, Vin Diesel can't let somebody else win a race. <laughs> <laughs> well, they kind of like they they kind of just stopped racing at then. Like they just went they're up, just brothers. They're just speeding at the same speed and then they split off. So. Yeah. And yeah, I think that's, that's everything. That's it. That's pretty much it. Um, all right. So here's here's where the ratings stand right now for Rearview Mirror, where we uh, rate our rate the movies um, in seconds, um, with you know like the like how how fast the movie can do a quarter of a mile. And like a, a so like a ten second car would be a very yeah. good car. Yeah, and we'll we'll have to like I'll have to convert. Um, the the Fast and the Furious ones, yeah, I still haven't done that. I first need to go back and find what where we, we actually rated yeah. them. Um, but uh, so Too Fast, Too Furious has has an average of forty seven and a half seconds, very slow. Uh, Tokyo Drift twenty four second average, Fast and Furious twenty six and a half second average, 
Fast five, 21 seconds. Fast six, 22 and a half seconds. So right now, fast five is our winner so far is uh, pulling away with 21 seconds. Okay. It's a 21 second car. Oh, you, I thought this was like a rating scale for your personal likes of them. No, this is uh, the rating scale. for It's the average between okay. both of us. The lower the number, the better. Yep. Oh, okay. Yep, okay. Yep. Lower the number, the better. Because that's how fast you can do a mile. When you said 10 Four seconds mile. or whatever, I was like, geez, no, we're at 20 some seconds. I was confused. Sorry. So uh, I'll, I'll go first with like what, what what I think. So I did like this movie. I think it's, it, this is one of the ones that suffered the most from being split into four uh, parts. You, you, think, then, you think we lost stretched, momentum? And then stretched over two months. Yeah, there is that. So, like, I, so the, it kind of did lose momentum, but it also had a lot of set pieces. There's a lot of fun stuff that happened in this I feel one. like, so I, I've, what, uh, well, no, I'm sorry, I'll say that. But I, I, I do think that last quarter, like, like not counting the tribute to Paul Walker, I, I get why that's in there. But, uh, like, I, I don't think that was a very strong closing to that i i think that cutting away from that fight over and over again kind of hurt but overall though there's a lot of good stuff that i think happened so i so i, I guess i, I let's see, hear what you say and then i'll give my number and you can give your number all right um yeah so i i will agree with you like i do feel like we lost some momentum uh with how we with how we ended up splitting this up however i will say i think this one split um, kind of the best out of any of them. There were four distinct set pieces or like big big events. I forgot and, that they were in Dubai before. Yep, and stuff. we got we got all of them. So like we started with um with the setup with um like there was like the the first Shaw attack in L.A. Um, attacking the fam and all of that, blowing up the house and all that stuff, and the introduction of Mister Nobody. Then in the second quarter, we got uh, the mountain, the mountaintop race, um, or the the drop in with uh, pushing or like forcing Roman out of the car or out of the airplane. So when there's like a semi truck that goes off a cliff somewhere in there. Yep, too. yep, yep. 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 Um, and then and then we had the Abu Dhabi set piece in part three, mm-hmm. and then we have the final fight in L.A. Which while it while it was a little draggy, I will agree. Like a lot of the cutting. I wonder how much of that is because of the reshoots that they had to do around Paul Walker's death and the rewriting and all of that. Um, not a hundred percent an excuse, but it'd, it'd be curious to see what the original cut would have looked like. However, like maybe it wasn't originally grenades that was going to take out the helicopter. Yeah, and maybe, maybe that's was, why that maybe was, it was Paul Walker. Maybe it was Paul Walker. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I, I honestly but think it could have been a good death for him in the series, right? Um, but I think I, I honestly think like it's it's one of the strongest one of the strongest um, entries so far where just as far as like it was build up, build up, build up, build up, build up. And it ne- like it just felt like it kept trying to like reach a crescendo and never quite quite made it there. Um, and then, yeah, it did kind of fall fat at, flat at the end. I will agree. That was the first ones I went back to the theaters for, too. I was like, eh, I haven't seen a Fast and Furious movie for a while. And then I went to that one. Yeah. You're like, holy shit. What went. is going on? Why is Russell Crowe in this movie? And then I never went back again. Or Kurt Russell in this movie. Well, that was great. Uh, it was great to see Kurt yeah. Russell in the movie. And then just, like, get shot. But he's like, he's That might have been one of the reasons why I went, because he was in the trailer or something. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wait, Kurt Russell's joined this now? <laughs> So with his Belgian beers. <laughs> so yeah, uh, I think this is gonna be my first, uh, probably my first sub twenty second car. Uh, I'm gonna give this one eighteen seconds. All right. Um, I I think I'm with you, man. This is this is sub twenty. Um, <sighs> I feel like it's also like 
where they actually accepted how silly these movies yeah, can be, too. It, it, it really is. Like, even, like, so Fast 6 still had, like, I mean, it was getting close, but it just didn't have, like, that. And this is this is where it finally went off the rails uh, in the best way possible. I love that that's a good thing, too. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think I'm going to give it a 16. Like, I really like this movie. Um, I would go back and watch this movie again right now. Like... I'm going to give it a 16, which gives wow. our average of... I don't want to do that, man. Oh, it's a, a 17. 17. <laughs> this is the easiest average. Yep. So now that is the clear winner that so is, far. That is the clear winner so far with a 17-second car, fast seven. What did you give the in. first one? I don't know about the first one yet. Oh, okay. I, have to, I have to go back into that. Because we, we didn't um, have like this uh, the scoring system. Oh, okay, yeah, okay, too Fast, okay. Too Furious. Uh, and I don't I don't have who did what one written down, but uh, we gave it 45 and 50 seconds. Mm. Tokyo Drift got 28 and 20 seconds. Tokyo was fun. Um, fast and Furious uh, got 25 and 28 seconds. Right. Fast 5 got 24 and 18 seconds. Oh. So there is a sub-20 there. I'm not sure who gave it me or Carlos. I'm guessing me. Um, and then Fast 6 got 25 and 20 seconds. All right. Cool. All right. Let's see. And now we got you got two more to go and then one coming out? Uh, two more to go, one coming out, and then we got to figure out what we're going to do with Hobbs and Shaw. End of it. And now the Department of Offense presents News with Kate. That's me. That's you. A farm growing medical marijuana in northern Thailand has been feeding its free-range chickens with cannabis instead of antibiotics, and researchers said the experiment has yielded promising results. Researchers uh, from uh, Chiang Mai University's uh, Department of Animal and Aquatic Sciences said fewer than 10% of the 1,000 chickens at the farm in Long Pong have died since they introduced marijuana into the chickens' diets in January 2021. While the study's findings are still in review and only cover one year's worth of research, um... Uh, an assistant professor who led the study uh, said that the cannabis feed appears to be working. The mortality rate for the chickens is at uh, at the farm it, uh, has been the same as in regular seasons when there isn't a severe outbreak of any bird killing disease. And right now, there's I guess there's a big bird uh, bird murder thing. Um, they are also selling the chickens for more. Uh, about double the original price for about a buck fifty per pound, uh, mostly because buyers want organic chickens that haven't been uh, administered antibiotics. Um, they also claim that the chicken's meat, which they call ganja chicken, is more tender and tastes better than regular chickens. I want to try it. Right? I'll try some ganja chicken. Yep. Um, ba -ba 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 -ba. NASA wants its moon dust and cockroaches back. The space agency has asked Boston-based PR, uh, or I'm sorry, RR Auction to halt the sale of moon dust collected during the 1969 Apollo 11 mission that had subsequently been fed to cockroaches during an experiment to determine if the lunar rock contained any sort of pathogen that posed a threat to terrestrial life. The material, a NASA lawyer said in a letter to the auctioneer, still belongs to the federal government. The material from the uh, experiment, including a vial with about 40 milligrams of moon dust and three cockroach carcasses, was, expect, uh, was expected to sell for at least $400,000, but has been pulled from the auction block. Yeah, this is pretty standard, actually, for uh, yeah. for stuff from the moon. Is like They're very protected of it because like a lot of it like, like will still get sent out to like universities and stuff for them to do studies because that's allowed, but like they don't allow people to just resell it and just try to make money a buck off of mm -hmm. it. 
Um, we are requesting that you no longer... Oh, uh, hang on. Uh, all Apollo samples, as stipulated in this collection of items, belong to NASA. No person, university, or other entity has ever been given permission to keep them after analysis, destruction, or other use uh, for any purpose, especially for sale or individual display, uh, said NASA. Uh, it went, uh, the letter went on, we are requesting that you no longer facilitate the sale of any and all items containing the Apollo 11 lunar soil experiment, uh, the cockroaches, slides, and post-destructive testing specimen, uh, by immediately stopping the bidding process. In another letter dated June 22nd, NASA's lawyer, uh, asked them to work with the current owner of the material to return it to the federal government. Uh, the Apollo 11 mission brought more than 47 pounds of lunar rock back to Earth. Some was fed to insects, fish, and other small creatures to see if it would kill them. Because, you know, that's what we do. Uh, the cockroaches. For a second there, like, I, 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 I zoned out for a little bit. I could have sworn you said, and small children. <laughs> <laughs> the cockroaches uh, that were fed uh, moon dust were brought to the University of Minnesota. Uh, where entomologist uh, Marion Brooks dissected and studied them. Found no, an, infect, uh, no evidence of infectious agents. Brooks, uh, who died in 2007, uh, told the Minneapolis Tribune for a October 1969 story. She found no evidence uh, that the moon material was toxic or caused any other ill effects in the insects. That's kind of cool. A little, yeah, little is, like yeah. close to home. Uh, Good to know. Tuck in. All right. But if they turned into a zombie plague because of that, it would have started in Minneapolis then. <laughs> yeah, but at least it would have been cold enough to slow it down. True. Yeah. All right. An attempt to claim damages for a boat that uh, sputtered to a stop during its first outing didn't hold water with a uh, Saskatoon judge. Uh, the trouble began uh, for a Saskatchewan man in June 2019, around 45 minutes into a day on Candle Lake, traveling in a boat he recently bought uh, off uh, Kiji. Uh, it was a beautiful day, and um, the buyer was excited to use his new boat, um, the court judge said. Uh, he drove around the lake and ran the boat at various speed, rates of speed, including one short run at 95 kilometers an hour. Wow. Um, a loud clicking noise coming from the boat's engine signaled a change in fortunes for the man and his family. He shut down the motor to try and find the source of the problem. The boat wouldn't restart and required a tow back to shore. He purchased the boat on April 4th, 2019, from a man who lived on an acreage located near Stilton. Um, the online ad for the black 21-foot 2008 Baja Islander touted features such as its 350-MAG uh, engine, swim deck, uh, clarion uh, stereo, and its special order outlaw graphics. Uh, the ad said the boat works awesome. While it wasn't possible to submerge it in a lake, the seller provided a source of water so the motor could be tested. Um, the decision said a day later, the buyer and his wife returned to, the per uh, to purchase the boat, adding a line in the bill of sales saying the seller guarantees the boat motor and accessories are in good working order and that no information has been withheld regarding uh, the, its condition. Based on the language used in the ad, which also used the phrase mint condition, on the additional lines of the bill of sale, the seller thought there was a case made for compensation. After his family's day on the lake was stalled, he spent roughly $1,300 repairing the watercraft. Uh... Uh, Scheifner disagreed. He said, uh, words such as awesome amount to little more than advertising puffery. Yep. Even though mint means near perfect condition, as if never touched or used, the seller advertisement was clear the boat had been touched and used for 10 years. Uh, Scheifner was also not swayed by the clause included in the bill of sale. He acknowledged the common legal standard for secondhand sales, uh, caveat uh, emptor, better known as let the buyer beware. Uh, was modified by the added condition. However, he said, other than another minor problem uh, found when the boat was repaired, the evidence showed it was functioning properly when it was sold. 
The guarantee did not uh, warranty the boat uh, was free from latent defects. The progressive uh, crack in the in a gear that caused the motor to fail could have lasted for 10 years, during which the time the boat would have functioned yeah. properly. Yeah. Um, so unfortunately, it only lasted 45 minutes. <laughs> well, they also went to 95 but it was kilometers like, an hour. That's actually, for getting a boat repaired pretty quickly, $1,200 isn't actually $1,300, and it's Canadian dollars, so like, that's like 30 bucks. What did you buy the boat for? Uh, it doesn't say. Probably a lot. For. Probably a lot of but all I, those features. That on boat there. was probably never driven ninety-five kilometers before. Yeah. Before what is right, so? Yeah, because he was really pushing that boat. It sounds like. So ninety-five kilometers an hour is sixty mph. That's still really fucking. That's fast. very fast on a boat. I mean, on Lynn's boat, on his fishing boat, going twenty-five to thirty miles an hour feels fast as fuck. I can only imagine sixty on the water. Yeah. All you have to do is one wrong fucking wave, boom, there you go, you already... Yeah, so that's that's 52 knots, if we're talking uh, boat terms. <sighs> yeah, you hit one wrong wave, that probably jostled something in there. No, that, but yeah, I'm with, when it, when it comes to boat law, I'm on the side of the judge. Yeah. Are you an expert in boat law? I, you know, I think I could float the idea that I might be. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> All right, this brings us to a discussion topic for today. Um, we are going to talk about uh, unorthodox escape room puzzles and or solutions. There is a ground rule, though, uh, because some of these discussions get off the rails way too quickly, and I want to see what we can do, uh, how, how quickly we can get off the rails with a rule. Um, so the ground rule is uh, your puzzle solution or what have you cannot be outright illegal, but morally gray is a-okay. Yeah. Carlos, we're going to go ahead and start with you. <laughs> so this is actually, I, I, I think we're going to do the polish your method. It's going to be biodome, except there's, there's not going to be any escapes from it. And since you know you have, you have to sign, key. you have to, uh, <laughs> you have to sign in to uh, get into like to do escape rooms. Well, this is a long term escape room because you're in a fucking biodome and you're going to be in there for a year. And you might be wondering, well, how do they? Well, then what's the escape part? Well, that's the thing. Like you can get out like earlier it's than a year because the, the year the year is in there as like a, a hard cutoff. So like you're not in there for the rest of your life because then that would start going against these terms and conditions that Casey put are forcing us into. However, you have up to a year to try to get out early. And the way this works is that you're going to try to bring down, like with all the tools within the biodome, you're going to try to bring down uh, the, the uh, like the, try to make it more eco-friendly. And like you have to bring like, a, there will be a meter tracking this and the meter is going to drop and there's a mark on, on the meter on where, how low you have to bring it down to. And then like once it's below that meter, you're good to go. Like so you're, you're just, you're just taking 10 random people off the street. No, no. Like they have to sign in. They have to agree to do this. A filter, we're not, we're not kidnapping them doing that. They're volunteering to do this. Are they volunteering or are they trying to go to an escape room and you just hide this in there <laughs> in the fucking like waiver clause? No, because you, you said in terms of condition. Well, like, I said morally gray is a-okay. And if they agree to this, like the thing is they signed it and nobody's going in. Like if somebody is has a heart attack, no EMTs are going in. What? Yeah. <laughs> no, this, that's the morally gray part. That's why they have to sign. They know what they're getting and into. And they got to figure out what to do with the dead body. And there's no like secret doors that they can get out with, or no key they can use. Like they're in there. There's no emergency. There's out. no puzzles. The puzzle is trying to get it down. <laughs> puzzle is. I not really dying. hope they got a background. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, they're in there for a year. So if they get it down though, then they can get out. Yeah, no. Like if they uh, 
are able to uh, bring it down. <laughs> I kind of love it. I love. I, I love it. I don't have a plan at all. Like it's, uh... I was just like I. I came up with a couple of like interesting puzzles, and then that Biodome. was it. Well, yeah. Matt, uh, can you beat Biodome? No, I can't. I was just gonna say our reality is a puzzle for women right now. But there you go. Well, I mean, yeah. But it doesn't help the discussion though. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> it just makes but my me first. Sad. My first thing went to that, and I was like, oh shit, yeah. Anybody in the south, you're fucked. So I had an idea for a lock. So all right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I want to get to this point because I don't. I'm confused about the. Yeah. Yeah. Continue. Yeah. All right. So all right. So you know how. Um, like, there's, like, that, the, like, the classic, um, poison, um, like, like, thing where, like, one of these bottles contains poison and you have yep. to figure, like, that, that logic puzzle? Yeah, well, I figured out a way to simplify it. You put a BAC blower on a thing, and if you blow a certain amount, like, within a range, then it'll, uh, it'll unlock the thing, and there's just a bottle of whiskey there. Oh, I was gonna say there's already the interlock systems for cars. <laughs> <laughs> no, but this is, this is part of a puzzle, yeah. and so like you you have to solve the puzzle to figure out how much you need to drink. <laughs> you need to drink four more shots. To get to... <laughs> What's the prize at the end of this puzzle? You get out of the room <laughs> if you can find the door. <laughs> no, I swear the door was right there. Can I quickly solve this though? <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, please so, do. <laughs> all right. I I don't know what the number is. I got to hit, and I try and like it's not zero. So have a bottle of mead ready. You down the entire bottle of mead and you just keep <laughs> blowing. Just keep, you blowing. keep blowing <laughs> until it, until it picks up on what your blood alcohol is at. Because <laughs> within an hour, that'll all hit you. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. So better yet is is so that just unlocks like a key to unlock like the next part of the puzzle. Well, so now one person on your team is just trash. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, like there's downside. Like I'm not gonna be useful after that. But I solved that, that puzzle. Yeah, it's, uh, it does. You don't actually get the bottle of whiskey. It actually like pours you a shot or something from down below, and you have to take. it. No, I, I like the idea. Like you find a bottle of whiskey and, and, and like another, and, not, and then like another clue, and then. So you need like ten people in your group because you can't open a lock because that person's too drunk now to actually be able to do anything. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. I thought it was pretty clever. Um, the other one is. To have a recursive lock, where um, basically, um, as soon as you like, you open up one thing, it like closes and relocks oh, another thing that you things. need. Yeah, and then like, so then you have to like resolve that puzzle to like open that one, but then it closes the other one, and so you can just never leave the room. You're just stuck in an infinite loop. So you're actually going to kidnap them. Like, I'm giving them <laughs> a one year. I'm going to let them there, out at the end of the... There's definitely a way out. That's your caveat right there's there. There's definitely That's a way a out. That's a gray area there. And the way out is, is I never actually locked the final lock. Nobody <laughs> <checked> it. <laughs> so, That's good. So a couple other things about, like, my plan, though. So there's going to be... There's enough food in there for people to eat well for six months. So they have time to start growing their own food. However, I don't tell them that that's how the food is. So they have to figure that's one of the puzzles. They have to is, realize, hey, otherwise, have food for six months. Otherwise, they Carlos, might, if you let them starve to death, you're going to have a problem. Shit, we should have started growing months ago. Well, 
as long as they find out like with like a, a month like uh, if they have they have a month to go oh, and like, oh, we only have a month's worth of food left and we're not getting any closer to getting this like getting this environment in a better condition we have to start growing crops now and we have to ration and you can and look those they crops can, will they can help live. the the their their scale there too not they well started. no no not well no, they're they're not going to be in good shape afterwards if they didn't if they didn't prepare. But I'm not there to solve the puzzle for them. Are you going to have like running water and bathrooms and stuff? Did you or just they take have that? Like a, did you take take that from the guy last night? Yeah, <laughs> he's not going to solve it for him. <laughs> Are you going to be over the speaker like giving them hints? No, but I think uh, the way to do it though is to actually have hints, but they're hidden, like hidden with like the biodome. The biodomes the are pretty tree. decently sized. <laughs> So like you can have like a hint like written somewhere that's hard to see, and like I'm not gonna tell them there's any hints when they On go the in there. But the if tree. they eventually find like a hint, there's like guys, we gotta keep our eye open. Like this hint is like there's enough food for six months. It's very important. One of the hints is nobody has ever successfully done this, <laughs> like in the history of humankind. The, uh, there's never have, been a successful biodome. Are you gonna have yours be kind of like uh, naked and afraid, where they have to well, build their own survival? In that case, they better figure out the food situation. <laughs> And they better find out fast. Are you going to have it like naked and afraid where they have to build their own shelters and like the, you'll have like freshwater streams no, or no, you're going to actually no. have plumbing? Uh, they don't have to do, they don't have to do camping. Uh, they do, they'll, they'll be like a, be like a, environmentally friendly, like a, like living area. Okay. Like with, I like the, uh, for, for one of your hints under the, uh, like, so I'm assuming you have like all the food, like boxed up, crate. Crated up like in in a storage room, in in the back far corner, on like the last under the last crate, you should just uh, put you don't have enough food. Oh wow, <laughs> that's the worst <laughs> spot. To put that. No, no, I, I don't think, want to eat this broccoli. No, I think I think since like uh, since I'm not letting them have access to EMTs, I'll put that after like if there's six boxes for six months, and then I put it after under underneath the third box. I think then. Okay, so they've already gone through three months of food. They picked the. So six, then they, they can start the rationing food instead of the third one. The third or one the they can uh, also they then have three. Or they don't ration, but they still have three months to get. I don't. Food growing I don't know going. how you're gonna get away with not giving them access to medical services. Well, it's, I mean, he'll it's give on a, their thing. He'll he'll their did you a, take their cell phones? He'll give them a first aid kit. Uh, yeah, I would take their cell phones. So that's they they know they're not being taken off the street. They know about this that this is going to be the biggest I still, escape room like, in history. I like I I still feel like it's it's like uh, uh like ten people who signed up for like a weekend escape room and now live here now. No, the, you, you can't. <laughs> that's too much. I, I'm sure Discovery Channel will pick this up. Oh yeah. Uh, this is, I would watch it actually. All <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, these idiots are going to starve will, to death. Will Polly Shore be the host of it? Like unfortunately, you probably have to. Yeah. Or you can have Baldwin do it. He's him. not in there. Like neither of them are in there, but they're on the outside. Like every week, they introduce what's happening. You know, I, like I think brother. <laughs> I think Baldwin would probably be more palpable as a. Uh, no, you gotta have Polly. I think you have to have Polly, and he needs work. So does Baldwin. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen Baldwin has done shit. There is that. Maybe they co-host it. Yeah. Squirrely and Stump. No, I think that's just asking for chaos. I, as long as 
Like, I, no, it's not, not about torturing the contestants. But uh, that's, that's, <laughs> they don't have to. They yeah, don't also have the, to meet well, them. There's also yeah. There's not like communication with them. It's like, like what's her face, Chen and Big Brother. She just announces what's happening in the show at the beginning and it goes right. And into Big I think one of the other things is like in part each of the like compartments within this this uh, biodome is be like like there'd be like a special specific puzzle within there that kind of get kind of like a kind of like how Survivor they have the Survivor challenges and if you win the the challenge you got like something for a day or something like that. Can so there'd be so there'd be like a mini challenge and like separated throughout the dome that would get them extra things. Um, if they if they fail a challenge, can you take away all their uh, all their movies except Biodome? They probably should. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, everything, Sorry, guys. This week you just have Biodome. Everything's everybody. digital and like, uh, but the, one of the levels in one of the rooms w- 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 went went too high and they failed the challenge, and so like, oh no, like so they go to w- w- chill out after a hard day of try or of a, trying to not die, uh, uh, and they and, like they see like. Only thing available is Biodome, Biodome the movie, and everything. All music's been wiped except the soundtrack from Biodome. Oh, and the uh, and the terrible TV show Under the Dome. It's not good, and it ended on a cliffhanger. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and it got canceled. That first season was all right. Then after that, I was like, "Oh, that's dumb." No, this is there has to have been somebody who did like a uh, a show up like on Discovery Channel or something of like a a, a re- reality TV thing like this. I don't think so. It seems like it'd be. It's like, so much money to like to like make. To, but the people inside are the ones that have to maintain the biodome. It's just uh, paid. Yeah. And that's a year instead of like a month. Well, should we get out of here? Yeah. (laughs) 2017, a reality show where contestants are trapped inside a biodome. All research (laughs) goes to the funding interplanetary colonization. All right, guys. If you have any questions, comments, show ideas, or what have you, go ahead and choose an email at feedback at blindindustudios.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash blindindustudios. Or find us on Instagram at blindindustudios. And I'll see you guys next week.